Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to our, the next edition of Irish Illustrated Recruiting Extra. I'm Pete Sampson, joined by Kevin Sinclair. We're a couple days away from Irish Invasion. Narayan's big off-season recruiting event, and I think in years past it's been a little bit bigger in terms of the guys that they've had coming in the talent assembled. But before we get into all that, Norton picked up a new commitment this week. It's 12th verbal, uh, Jamie and Franklin out of Maryland, first defensive line get since the Adam Malola twins last summer, um, and I think a guy that fits in perfectly with what Notre Dame wants to do on the defensive line. And Kevin, you've gotten to know Jamie in a little bit, as have our podcast listeners. Seems like a, a pretty outgoing, engaged personality as well that will fit in nicely with Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Jamie and Franklin, from the time I met him, he, he always impressed me, just sort of with his maturity, honesty, and just a level-headed kid. And when I first met him, he was sort of a you know a two-star or even no-star um, amongst recruiting services, and he just didn't let it phase him. He said sort of something along the lines of, you know, I've always been an underdog and I'm not uh, going to let that phase me. And he just, you know, from the get go, I, you know, when he spoke about his interest in Notre Dame and I got to learn about the type of kid he was, um, he was a strong student. Um, you know, I, I just felt like it was a fit and I knew early on that there was a very high likelihood he'd end up in Notre Dame. Um, obviously Notre Dame needs to do well with defensive line recruiting, um, you know, in this class, I think that he's, you know, gives Notre Dame a great piece. Um, Tim Priester uh, wrote a really good film evaluation on him about sort of, you know, he, he's really good uh, gap creasing defensive tackle. He'll probably play the nose, but he's kind of kid. He could probably play some three technique. Um, just high motor, hardworking kid, and it's really good to have him in the class. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a true nose tackle type interior interior defensive lineman I think as much as Franklin has mentioned Notre Dame saying oh you, you maybe you'll develop at all four positions this guy is Sheldon Day uh, true interior type guy and he doesn't have the athleticism or burst of Sheldon Day but I do think he could be quicker and more disruptive than all basically every other defensive tackle Notre Dame has signed since so it's uh be interesting to see how he shakes out Next to Jason Alamalola, uh, we've got Justin Alamalola in there, and sort of I think that spins it forward a little bit in terms of who the next commitment is. And there's no question, you can't miss it if you're on Twitter, that when Franklin commits, you see Thomas Booker tweet photos of the two of them where they were uh, on Gilman's squad together before Franklin transferred. That's got to be the guy Notre Dame is, is hopeful, and certainly will pick up somebody at Irish Invasion this weekend, but I think the the vibe around Thomas Booker right now is as positive as it's been maybe ever with Notre Dame. And that's uh man, that, that could be really big down the road. Yeah. I, I think that Thomas Booker is, you know, either the top or close to the top, uh, you know, most heavily sought after recruit for Notre Dame at the moment. They need to really do well defensive ends in this class. 
Um, I think that Thomas Booker is the top target defensive end on their board. And yeah, um, you know, it's got to help that, uh, you, you know, J- Jamie and Franklin, Thomas Booker, and also 2019 linebacker Shane Lee, who will actually be visiting Notre Dame on the 11th. Um, they all played together at Gilman. And yeah. you can kind of see Jamie and Franklin as he's kind of come along from this sort of no-star, two-star, and then rising up, getting his third star with everyone, and then now getting invited to the opening finals and receiving more offers. Wisconsin came along. Booker's sort of been cheering him along this whole time, and you, it's really obvious on Twitter. So those guys are close, um, and it does matter that their friends, you know, Jamie and Franklin's now at Notre Dame. That's got to help their chances in some regard, I hope. Yeah, and it's, you know, when you see Phil Dracovic noted on social media and other commits noted on social media that Booker's tweeting about Notre Dame, I mean, Notre Dame's coaching staff clearly is is hitting that too. And, you know, you're talking about a prototype strong side defensive end who's looking at Vanderbilt, Northwestern, and Notre Dame. As long as Stanford doesn't get involved, it seems like there's a real clear path for Notre Dame to pick him up. There's no... uh there's no evaluation needed with Thomas Booker, which is a segue into where evaluation is needed, and that's at the cornerback position with Irish Invasion coming up this weekend. The, the guest list has altered a little bit over the last 48 hours, as it always does. Uh, some scratches late, but Kevin, I guess get people updated on terms of the cornerbacks who are not coming before we start talking about the cornerbacks who are. Yeah, we sort of discussed this a few days, you and I, Pete, and um, a few days ago, and it you know, it's like there's this abundance of cornerbacks coming to Notre Dame and they have all these spots to fill. So this would be great for the staff to have a look at a lot of these guys. But then over the last few days, I sort of uh, got in touch with, you know, all of them to see, you know, if I could confirm that they'll be there. And some have dropped off. So, um, yeah, Texas cornerback Eric Hallett, uh, he will no longer be attending. Um, West Palm Beach, Florida uh, three-star cornerback Kedron Smith. Uh, he also will, won't be attending. He's on a sort of a vacation with his parents, so he's not able to make it. He's hoping to visit later in the summer. Um, then there's the the sort of teammate uh, duo of Curry Ben and Taiwan Francis uh, from New, uh, New Orleans. Um, Landry Walker who won the state championship, the, the top division there last year. Um, their teammates, cornerbacks, they were really looking forward to making it. Looks like it's Quite, quite certain that they will not be there. Uh, I spoke with them last night, and they were still trying to find a ride. So unless they find something, you know, real quick, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. They're not coming from Indianapolis. <laughs> no, they're not. So I don't, you know, I don't know if they're going to make it. It doesn't sound like it. Um, there's another sort of athlete, wide receiver, cornerback. He's going to work out a cornerback named Chris Nash. Uh, from Arizona, he's no longer going to be able to make it. He told me he strained his hip. Um, so, yeah, we've dropped some – Notre Dame's dropped some guys off of their list. But, um, yeah, so we can get into who will be there. Um, obviously, there's going to be some uh, – there's going to be a guy with an offer, which is DJ Johnson. There will be actually two guys with offers, Dante Burton as well. Uh, DJ Johnson's obviously the in-state guy. Um, it's going to be good for Notre Dame to see him work out on home soil. Um, he's a guy where, you know, if he were to commit to Notre Dame this weekend, it wouldn't really be a, a big surprise to me. Uh, I know Pete, you sort of know the situation with him more than I do. So maybe I'll let you get on that. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's an in-state guy and, and Notre Dame has made a habit of tie goes to the in-state guy in terms of evaluations, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, when in doubt, take the guy that you know is going to stick around and be 
low drama and understands what Notre Dame is about because he grew up two and a half miles, two and a half hours down the road. So I think that's why DJ Johnson trends very well for me with Notre Dame, just based on past precedent, uh, high academic kid. Uh, interestingly, he came, he's come from a school that is a bit of turnover in terms of the football program. Cause they won, I believe like three games in the last three years. It's, uh, it's a program that struggled a little bit, but, I do think that DJ Johnson is a guy that if he committed this weekend, that it would almost, I don't know if I want to go as far to say it would surprise me if he didn't commit, but I would have 0.0 level of surprise if he did. So I I really like Notre Dame's position there. Right. Um, So then back to Dante Burton, Um, you know, this kid's, he's a three-star recruit, but I, I, you know, I would not be surprised if he earned a four-star during his senior season. Um, among sort of this whole sort of three-star cornerback, um, you know, net that they've cast, I think he's one of the best sort of in that group talent-wise from watching his film. Uh, he was rated as the number nine cornerback in Georgia. Uh, obviously, there's a wealth of talent at that position in that state. Um, you know, he's last time I spoke with him, he was really excited to visit Notre Dame. He said he was planning on taking other visits to Missouri and North Carolina. Um, now, whether um, you know Dante Burton would commit at the event, I'd be more surprised if he did commit to Notre Dame. In that, I think he still has some homework to do on other schools that you know he has interest in. Um, obviously, Missouri, North Carolina being two. Um, but yeah, it'll be good for you know him to see Notre Dame for his first time. Um, you know, meet the staff and work out in front of them. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, and then uh, you know, so- uh, moving on. Yeah, I'm just going to say that in, ter- in terms of that cornerback position, those are, are definitely the main guys. I don't know. Is, is there anybody else that you're really looking to see from an evaluation perspective that um, that is most important? Maybe outside of the Burton and DJ Johnson group, who is who is the guy you want to see the most? Yeah, there's a, a few who I am interested to see how they do in their workout. Um, obviously, Avery Young is one. The you know He's a three-star right. corner from Pennsylvania. He's making the trip over. He told me he's up to 195 pounds now, which was interesting because he was listed at 175. Obviously, he's been putting in a lot of work. He's coming with his 2019 running back brother, Aaron Young. Um, uh, there's Jalen Williams coming up from Tennessee. Um, he, you know, he has some SEC offers, Ole Miss, you know, Mississippi State. Um, you know, he runs a sub 4 five forty. Be interesting to see how he does as well. And then Reese Taylor. Uh, he's an interesting one. In-state kid goes to Ben Davis. Uh, you watch his film. It's pretty much all, you know, quarterback runs sort of from a almost wildcat quarterback, dual threat quarterback mm-hmm. sort of position he plays. There's not a lot of film of him playing defensive backs. So it'll be interesting to see how he does as well. He's been getting some interest from, you know, other big schools in the Big Ten. Um, and then uh, also from the cornerback position, kind of the wild card. We don't know much about whether he'll be there or not. Uh, is Nazir Peoples. Now he's from yeah. Pennsylvania. He's committed to Virginia. He's committed to Virginia Tech. He, um, you know, he visited for the Blue and Gold game. He's good size, good film. He appears to like Notre Dame. Uh, if he comes for Irish Invasion, I think that would be a big statement that he truly is interested in. He could flip from Virginia Tech. Yeah, there's no question. It was interesting to see uh, him even be a little bit active on social media in terms of uh, what was going on with some of Notre Dame's recruiting over the last uh, 
last week or so. I think when I tweeted out about Notre Dame's recruiting class and where they rank on scout.com, I think Notre Dame is six right now. He was actually one of the people that retweeted that. So he's um, at least paying attention a little bit. And then before we get into five guys, I guess this could be our the fifth guy bonus. You had some kind of interesting breaking type news today in terms of a, a four-star tight end that Notre Dame is super high on who's going to actually be in town this weekend. Yeah, I um, so I've been having a look at sort of the, the different recruits who are going to be at the five-star challenge and seeing if, you know, some of them will make their way over to Notre Dame. Uh, I know that Derek Allen is doing so. Uh, and then this morning I contacted um, – uh, George Takis, head coach down there in Naples, Florida. He told me that George will be at the event. Um, when I spoke with him on the phone, he was at some sort of event. He said to me, I'm at an award ceremony and I'm just about to give George an award. So I'll have to call you back. <laughs> so something good was going on with George Takis today. But the news is he will be in town. Um, I don't know whether or not he'll be working out. But the fact he's coming back to Notre Dame um, obviously he's their, you know, top target at the tight end position. Um, you know, there's definitely a, a decent chance he could commit this weekend. Um, of course there's Wisconsin and Florida are sort of in that race. Um, there's a supposed sort of, you know, three man race for that, uh, for that recruit and whether or not he's kind of seen enough or done enough homework on those two, uh, other programs to sort of make his decision this weekend. We'll see but definitely good that he'll be on campus. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, Tommy Tremble was a scratch for the invasion. He'll be in town later this summer. He was a guy that I think was really intrigued to see. You, you wonder when Notre Dame looks at its tight end board now if there's going to be any pressure on Takis to make a decision sooner than later, if they could, you know, go more full in with Tremble or some other guys on the board. There aren't really a whole lot of other targets that I think are realistic that you and I feel – like you know, Jeremy Rucker or Mustafa Muhammad. I mean, I don't think that they're really in play with those guys. But, you know, do they go to Takis if he visits this weekend and be like, hey, here's where we are at the tight end board. We'd like to get this wrapped up in the next month or so. Are you are you in in that time? Or do you need, you know, to take official visits? Because I'm not sure if Notre Dame would wait around necessarily on that if they really want a tight end in this class, which I think that they do. Um I'll be curious to see how they play that. So let's jump into five guys. Not all of these guys are going to the invasion, and many of them aren't. But it's, uh, I think, sort of the news of the last week or so is more about some new offers, a potential transfer, uh, commitment elsewhere. Um, so, Kevin, why don't you get started with uh, your, the first of your five guys? Yeah, so I just posted uh, – we posted this article this morning. Uh, line, a 2019 linebacker, Mananoa Tufono. Uh, six foot three, 220 pounds. Uh, he's out of uh, Panahu, uh, I think, believe it's Panahu School in Hawaii, Honolulu, where Manti Teo went to school. Um, he's also cousins with incoming freshman Myron uh, Tego Veloa Amosa. Uh, also, his father, you know, is a big time college football player. He played at Washington. Uh, he was kind of the man in Hawaii in his era. Um, I spoke with him uh, re- recently. Uh, he told me that during the evaluation period, Brian Polian came by his school, made a big impression on him. He's, uh, you know, told me he speaks with his cousin, Myron uh, Tagoveloa, Amosa, uh, often about Notre Dame, knows a lot about the school, the tradition, 
can't wait to visit. Um, the visit won't, doesn't sound like that'll happen this summer. Um, obviously over on Hawaii, it's hard to make all of these, those types of visits. He is in a situation right now where he's in California because he was at a graduation ceremony, uh, someone in his family. Um, so while he's there, he's going to go to the rising stars camp at USC and he's going to go to a camp at UCLA. Um, I expect him to probably pick up some offers while doing so. Um, but yeah, he's definitely on Notre Dame's radar. He's receiving lots of interest from them. He said, definitely a guy to know about. Definitely a guy with Notre Dame connections. Yeah, well, uh, I guess let's stick on the Hawaii theme with my first guy. That's uh, Alohi Gilman, the potential Navy transfer. Visited Notre Dame on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. My sources tell me Notre Dame thought the visit went very well. He's a take for them. They're not positive they're going to get him, but they would love to land him if they could. Uh, he's was a, finished up his freshman year at Navy, Was actually did prep school out there, so he's a year older than your typical freshman, was second on the team in tackles there, and had, had 12 tackles in the win over Notre Dame last season in Jacksonville. If you watch just a little bit of film of this guy, you'll see that he is not afraid to stick his head in there at all, and Notre Dame could use a little bit more of that at the back end of the defense. So uh, Alohi Gilman's my first guy. He's a Navy transfer, which is not something you say really ever, but uh, it is a guy that Notre Dame would love to land. So if they can add him as a safety in a roundabout way to go with Derek Allen in this class, they would be thrilled to be able to do that. Right, yeah, that's an interesting story. Uh, my next guy is, uh, no, my second guy is uh, Cam Jones. Uh, he's a 2018 athlete, 6'3", 205, out of Cordova, Tennessee, St. Benedict at Arbondale. Um, this kid seriously does it all for his program. He plays uh, some wide receiver and some sort of wildcat quarterback on offense. I got to get him the ball every which way they can on defense. He plays some defensive end. And I spoke with him. He sort of told me that he plays, it's like a Rover position at his program, but they call it the Hawk. Uh, he also, you know, plays a little bit of sort of safety. You just kind of see him doing everything on his highlight film. And he's, he definitely has a, like a very good frame to work around to, put him in a position where he could play a lot of different positions. Um, it's really good speed. Uh, he's, he just, you just sort of watch him and you think this kid could play several positions at the college level. Um, you know, he has, uh, he, he was committed to Indiana, but he decommitted on May 25th as he's sort of picking up, um, more interest from school, from other schools. And he's picking mm -hmm. up some interest from Notre Dame and he's going to be at Irish invasion this weekend. Um, he told me that basically they're looking at him at the Rover position um, obviously this situation was where, you know, obviously they're going for Shane Simon. That's their guy. And if they get him, I don't know that they take another sort of Rover oriented recruit, um, this cycle, or if they find the room where they feel they do want a second one, this guy could be one of those. Uh, there's also sort of that Elijah Collins. There's a few other guys that are in that realm of discussion, but Cam Jones will be a guy to keep an eye on and see how he works out this weekend. Um, he definitely is really interested in Notre Dame. Yeah, my second guy, he'll be short, uh, Grant Gunnell, the 6'5", yeah, 207-pound quarterback from Houston, Texas, four-star kid in the 2019 class, uh, quarterback Notre Dame liked a lot, uh, was probably going to visit this month with Austin Stogner, the top tight end in the 2019 class, uh, and is also teammates with Bryson Jackson, um, who was his top receiver. Anyway, Gunnell committed to Texas A&M, so he's off the list for now. Uh, not A quarterback in 2019 class you can stop thinking about if you're Notre Dame, at least from a uh, recruiting master list perspective. So he's number two on my board this week and uh, won't be returning. Right. Number three on my board is uh, Dion Smith, 
Uh, these are the recent running back offer out of Houston, Texas, second Baptist school, six foot, 180 pounds, um, sort of a three-star guy, um, has an interesting offer list, Boise State, Boston College, Colorado, Colorado State, Indiana, Iowa State, Minnesota, Northwestern, Notre Dame, TCU, UCLA, Utah, and Vanderbilt. Um, so obviously a lot of schools are uh, gunning for him. Uh, he may visit this summer. Um, and, but, you know, when he got that offer, it brought up that sort of, you know, discussion where is Notre Dame actually going to, you know, be looking for a, a second running back to pair with Marquis Step this class? Um, you know, after they looked like they had a lot of interest in Master Teague, and then he dropped his top three. Uh, Notre Dame wasn't included. Sort of looked at that point, like maybe Notre Dame was going to move on from the second running back edition, but obviously they've offered Deion Smith. But when I spoke with him, he told me that Chip Long told him, we're not sure which position we're interested in you playing at Notre Dame or where you would play here it could be on defense. So that was interesting. Um, you know, Deion De- Smith told me he's, you know, runs 40-yard dash in the four fours. Um, you know, he's a good athlete. Uh, he's kind of a taller, leaner, sort of long strider running back. Mm-hmm. But he also can sort of uh, surprise you with some really impressive jump cuts and just, you know, he makes people miss. Um, and he also catches the ball well out of the backfield. So, he sort of seems like a, a good fit sort of for Chip Long's offense with sort of his emphasis on the inclusion of the running back in the passing game. I definitely like him as a fit at running back at Notre Dame, so we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, I mean, number three on my list, Thomas Booker. We mentioned him already. Uh, Notre Dame's top defensive end target this cycle, uh, somebody that they've been on for a long time and is likely to visit again this summer, 6'4", 260, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, the Gilman School. That's the program that produced Victor Arby Amiri. And Ambrose Wooden in the 2003 recruiting class, which seems not that long ago, but apparently is when you say 2003 out loud. Uh, he would be really one of the key players for Notre Dame this cycle for me. If they're going to have a home run defensive end class, they have to get him. And then I think Jason Oway, is, uh, who will be at Irish Invasion this weekend, is probably the guy that could seal um, you know, sort of a perfect game along the defensive line from Notre Dame's perspective. So, Thomas Booker, taking note of his former teammate, Jamie and Franklin, as we mentioned already, probably going to visit uh, again this summer. And uh, a guy that is puts his money where his mouth is when it comes to academics. So he's uh, number three on my board this week. Yeah, number four on my board. Uh, now, I'll be honest, I almost skipped this guy just because I didn't want to have to try to pronounce his name. But here we go. Uh, it's Chigazi Anusium. Um, and he's a, a three-star cornerback that Notre Dame just offered. Six foot, 285 pounds. Uh, he's out of California, Sonora High School. Uh, he's ranked as the number 13 cornerback in California. Sort of a long arm, rangy, uh, smooth sort of in coverage athlete. Plays uh, both sides of the ball. Watches film. He makes huge plays from the receiver position. Runs all the routes really well. Um, he's definitely impressive um, in the way that he just moves on the football field. Uh, he ran a four six one at the opening regional. Um, you know, there's some talk about him possibly playing safety, sort of with his size and his skill set. Um, I think that he could play a cornerback, and I think that is probably where Notre Dame is more recruiting him at. He said that they've sort of talked to him about playing cornerback or safety. We'll see sort of how that goes. Sort of been rising a little bit lately. He picked up offers from UCLA and Notre Dame recently. Um, you know. On film, 
I just see some stuff that I like with him in coverage. It's sort of those situations where you see him in coverage on a, a, a fast receiver, you know, a receiver with real top-notch speed. Looks like he may be being beat uh, speed-wise, but sometimes cornerbacks will slow up in terms of sort of baiting a quarterback to make a throw. So it's hard to, for me to sort of uh, decipher whether he just lacks a little bit of speed mm-hmm. or if it's just a situational thing. Um, but he looks like, you know, he, he breaks off some runs uh, from the receiving, receiver position and, you know, no one's catching him. So I like him. He says he's probably going to visit Notre Dame this summer. We'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, next up for me, uh, Hunter Spears, a, a 2019 defensive lineman. Could be a tackle, prob- you know, probably is a tackle, but maybe could be an end. He's from uh, Sashi, Texas, uh, and has an offer in from Alabama, Houston, Illinois, Notre Dame, Rice, Texas Tech. Um, you know, Kevin, you did an update on him. He's a guy that grew up a Notre Dame fan, Indiana family connections, will visit this summer. I think I would put him sort of, in your top 10 list of 2019 guys that are highly realistic for Notre Dame to get. So uh, Hunter Spears, he's a way out and he's not visiting for Irish invasion, but I think you'll see him up here later this summer. Um, as the kid has said, he really intends to visit Notre Dame before next season. So Hunter Spears, a new name, but also a name that I, I think we're going to be writing about quite a bit over the next six, nine, 12 months um, as Notre Dame looks for, it's next round of defensive line talent. Yeah, so my last guy uh, on my board is uh, Dante Burton. Uh, although we already spoke about him, I just thought I'd go a bit more in-depth with him. So he's, you know, 5'11", 175. Uh, he's from Lawrenceville, Georgia. And th- this year he went to North Gwinnett High School, um, but he just sort of announced on Twitter, I believe about two weeks ago, that he'll be transferring to Loganville uh, for his senior year. Um, again, he's sort of he has a number 32 rank cornerback uh, ranking in the South, number nine in Georgia. Um, his offer lists: uh, Colorado, Louisville, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Oregon State, Oregon, Pitt, Vandy, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, West Virginia, Wisconsin. Sort of like I said, you, you know, this kid could be sort of in the four-star discussion as his offer list sort of suggests that he's sort of a four-star-ish mm-hmm. talent. Um, he's sort of my dark horse uh, Irish invasion commit, sort of. Um, I could see him committing this weekend if he really enjoyed his visit. Uh, you know, he's a, has a 3.7 GPA. He's serious about academics. Uh, you know, he really has a good relationship with um, Todd Light, uh, his father, has uh, been speaking with Todd Light. Um, I think that if you sort of have a look at all of those three-star cornerbacks, if you were to get a Dante Burton and then you were to add a DJ Johnson, then you can work really hard at adding either that Houston Griffith or Kyler Gordon to kind of round out a really solid uh, group of cornerbacks in this class. So I think Dante Burton is he's an important recruit for Notre Dame, and it's going to be important to see how he makes out this weekend. Yeah, there's no question because it's, I mean, you're not going to be able to get away with just saying, okay, we'll take DJ Johnson and we'll snap our fingers and Kyler Gordon's going to commit. And then hopefully we can get, uh, you know, Kalen Gervin to come back on board. Um, you're going to have to work a, a little bit harder and dig a little bit deeper in that regard. So I think that Dante Burton is a good one there. Um, last guy for me is Cameron Kelly. He's a guy that, uh, Kevin, you, you spoke to and wrote about this week. It was interesting to hear him say that he sort of recruited Notre Dame a little bit um, as much as Notre Dame started recruiting him. He's a 2019 defensive back. 
out of Chesapeake, Virginia, 6'2", 193. Those are the dimensions that think you make you think safety rover type, depending on how big he would get. Um, it's And I think normally you would look at, okay, Chesapeake, Virginia, scratch that off the list entirely. Notre Dame never gets anybody out of that area. Well, that's all changed recently uh, with Jeremiah Wusu-Karmoa, um, you know, even the D.C. area with Kofi Wardlow, uh, and he, Cameron Kelly plays at Oscar Smith High School. Uh, that's about a half hour from Bethel High School where Wusu-Karmoa went, and, you know, even you can throw Jamie and Franklin in that group, too, in terms of the uh, D.C. metro area out there. So he's, he's somebody, again, he's a 2019 kid, probably, I would assume, will visit this summer. Darnell Ewell's from the area as well. Um, Notre Dame suddenly has a presence out there. I think some of that is good fortune. A bunch of it is the Mike Elko effect because he's tied to that area. Having been at Wake Forest, he knows his way around out there in a way that Notre Dame coaches have not in the past. So uh, Cameron Kelly would be fifth on my list this week uh, for our five guys as we uh, get ready for Irish Invasion this weekend. I don't know. It's Kevin, I guess was we mentioned this on the top of the, at the top of the show um, in terms of the talent coming in, maybe being a little bit down. Some of that is rivals five star challenge. Some of that is the event being earlier. Um, you know, I think that you've talked to some kids. I think you mentioned D'Angelo McKenzie, the corner safety from California, who maybe would come, but is as SAT ACT type stuff and school in California is still going on. So I guess is it. Um, what do you think, before we get into this event, what do you think Notre Dame will ultimately take away from this? Do you think this, they're going to look at this and say, hey, we need to have this at the end of June, even if it's a little bit too close to the opening um, you know, every summer? Yeah, I mean, I had a look at the past events, and I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. There's been more talent and more of the five-star-ish type recruits at past events, and, this, and all of those events are on around the June 20th range. Where this event is on the tenth, and there's you know there's some kids who just can't make it because there's a few things going on. There's the five star challenge in Indianapolis uh, this weekend uh, that took away some recruits who may have been there. Um, obviously, there's other school camps, uh, Michigan and Ohio State, obviously mm-hmm. have ones as well. Um, and then there's going to be the opening. Um, at the end of the month, beginning of July. So why they schedule it for the 10th, I'm not exactly sure. But unfortunately, some kids are still in school, exams, ACT, SAT, like you said. And it didn't work out for some. Um, whether it would have been, you know, uh, a much better attendance if it was the 20th, I'm not sure. Uh, but I think there probably would have been a few more. But this is when the event is. And, you know, they're still getting some pretty good uh, talent to the event. Yeah, it says you've got Shane Simon, Jason Away, George Takis, um, Cam McGrone, DJ Johnson. I, I think that we sort of, and Dante Burton as well, I think you look at those six guys as, okay, those are the six big names that are coming that are in the 2018 class. Now you've got George Karloftis, Jacob Lacey uh, in the 2019 class, Litchfield Avajon coming a little bit later in the month. Those are important too, but I mean, you just took a, a quick scan of last year, Houston Griffith, Foster Serrell, Baron Browning, Marquis Stepp, Matt Bauer, Jamari Slayer, Jedrick Wills, Hunter Eccles, um, just off the top of your head of Amon Ross St. Brown was here. I mean, you're looking at basically a half dozen legit five-star guys who were here last year. Uh, this cycle, I think you'd have to at least account for Brian Williams, the safety out of Dallas in the 2019 class from Bishop Dunn as a potential five-star type. But uh, 
down a little bit from, from previous years. And I think it, it's one of those things you also have to look at it from the standpoint of, well, a year ago, Notre Dame was coming off the Fiesta Bowl and went 10-3. and three. This year, they went are coming off a 4-8 and eight season. So that is going to dent a little bit of uh, hype and enthusiasm for your summer events when you're coming off that kind of year. But I do think um, once this weekend comes and goes, if Notre Dame comes away with a couple cornerback commitments and maybe even land Shane Simon at the rover position, I don't, I don't think Notre Dame is going to care uh, about uh, the date of the event and uh, how many guys they had in because they'll feel pretty good about where they are. So I guess, Kevin, when we're, I'm going to put you on the spot before we got out here. When we do our podcast next Thursday, how many commitments will Notre Dame have added during the weekend and until our next podcast next, Wednesday, next Thursday? I'm going to go with two. I believe that there's going to be two commitments between now and that time. I think there's uh, some some guys who are going to be at the the, the event this weekend. Uh, you know, George Sackis, Shane Simon, uh, Cam McGrone, Jason Oway. There's a bunch of these guys. Some of them, I don't know whether they're getting towards getting ready to make a commitment or they still have homework to do, just like the situation I said with George Takis. Maybe he still wants to see Wisconsin or Florida again. But I definitely think out of this sort of handful of guys, I have a feeling that they'll probably pick up two commitments by next week. Yeah, I like, I like where your head's at. I'm going with two as well. I think DJ Johnson comes aboard and George Takis. I'll even uh, go on a limb with those two guys. Although it's like, you sort of look at the 2019 hall. Do they pick up a Jacob Lacey, George Karlaftis, guys that you you know, you had mentioned, Kevin? I That wouldn't really surprise me at all either. Um, so that, there's... There's some guys that seem to be leaning and predisposed to commit to Notre Dame at some point. Can they get a couple of them before our next podcast? Hopefully, because then we'll have more good stuff to talk about. So until next Thursday, we'll, we'll record uh, our next Irish Illustrated Recruiting Extra podcast. A reminder that Irish Illustrated Insider, the regular version with Tim Priester, Tim O'Malley, and myself, will be back on Monday. We'll be talking Irish Invasion, also all Notre Dame's roster moves, transfers, etc., at that point. So until then, I'm Pete Sampson. He's Kevin Sinclair. You've been listening to another edition of Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra. Thanks for listening.